You're listening to the Green Machine Podcast, your Irish football news and nostalgia, where you, the fans, get to have your say. Nick and Martin here today to discuss Stephen Kenny's senior Ireland squad as they take on the Netherlands and New Zealand and Jim Crawford's squad as they take on... Uh, I can't remember who they're taking on, Martin. Jesus, I've gone... Italy and Norway. Jesus, what a great Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh my God! See what happens when Dave is gone. Isn't that uh, isn't that a great start? But look, um, I suppose we. But we're here, Martin. It's it's the Green Machine, isn't it? As you can tell, we haven't been on in a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, a bit rusty, uh, but now it's good yeah, to be back. But, yeah, it is good to be back. We've all been sick, and we were the the looking Green Machine, weren't we? Mm. Um, the looking Green Machine. But yes, this is a squad. Um, reaction show, just in case you're wondering. I like to butcher. Uh, I like to butcher intros now and again. Anyway, Martin, but Davis and with us, he's he's a bit under the weather and he's working. You have COVID. I was very very sick earlier in the week, so yeah, we've we've just um, remotely been infecting each other. <laughs> oh God. Sounds so sinister. Yeah. yeah, it's slightly true. Um, so anyway, we're getting over it, and we? we're 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 giving the fans what they want to see, and and yeah, like you said, we're the most interactive Irish football podcast. So we want your views if you're watching along this evening. Is this Stephen Kenny's final kind of squad? I don't know, Nick. What do you reckon? Yeah, I hope so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think so. I mean, look, you n- you never know with the FAI. They like to they like to spring. Horrible surprises on a Sunday, but I, I mean, you, you would think so. Just the narrative over the last few weeks, you you would imagine so. So, look, this, the squad was announced today. Uh, a few talking points, I suppose. A few comments on our different socials and, and socials of other pages saying that there isn't a huge amount of buzz or excitement around this announcement. I always get excited around the Martin, but the, this is, I think, the last two. I just, my, my appetite for it has kind of... Um, has kind of diminished a little bit. It's dried up, and I mean the, the the squad in a way predictable in a way. But I mean, as always, like any Ireland squad, whether it be Stephen Kenny, whether it be Martin O'Neill, Giovanni Trapattoni, there's exclusions that there that that are always the talking points and disappointing ones at that. Will we go through the squad, Martin? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Let's have a look at it. So I don't have a nice overlay like Dave because, as I said, I am filling in. I'm his blood sub today. <laughs> I well, I uh, no, I won't elaborate. Anyway, I'm his, I'm his blood sub. So the goalkeepers, uh, no surprises really. Gavin Bizzouni, Cuevin Kelleher and Mark Travers. Cuevin Kelleher, of course, returned to the squad after missing out last time. The defenders, Matt Doherty, Fessio Bazzelli, Ryan Manning, Liam Scales, Shane Duffy, Nathan Collins, Dar O'Shea and Andrew Omobamadeli. The midfielders, Josh Cullen, Jason Malumbi, Alan Brown, Cousin Will, uh, Will Smallbone, Jason Knight, Jamie McGrath, Mark Sykes and the forwards are uh, Evan Ferguson, Adam Ida, Callum Robinson, Chidozi Ogbeni, Mikey Johnston, and Troy Parrott. And I must say, Martin, the one pro to me anchoring is that I actually pronounced Chidozi Ogbeni's name correctly. Yeah, fair play to you. And uh, yeah, must we must. I think it's nice to actually start on him. He's the image, actually, that uh, the FAI chose to to pick yeah. with their squad announcement for this month. And yeah, he's done really well, hasn't he? Uh, Stephen Kenny name-checked him in the press conference today, saying, you know, he took his time, was patient to get into that Luton squad this season. And now they're seeing, like, I mean, he absolutely was brilliant the other day against Liverpool, wasn't he? And, and rave reviews, rightly so. And he's such an important player for us, so likeable as well. Saw the other quote, um, I forget the journalist who put it up during the week, but he said that in all his 18 or 16 years of journalism, that he said the only person who ever thanked him for an interview afterwards was Shadows Yogbene. So, 
He's an impressive guy, isn't he? And I, yeah. I think his I think his dad's a doctor, isn't he? I heard a lot of things. I've I've uh, a friend of mine was in, involved with Cork City a good few years ago, around the time Sean Maguire was playing for them, be a pal of Sean Maguire, but um always mentioned Ogbeni. Always mentioned Maguire and Ogbeni and saying how far they would go. I think Ogbeni was in the youth side at the time and there was talk of him going to Limerick. And he'd been on trial at Chelsea at the time. And they, they kind of mentioned that he's a very humble guy and a very nice guy, but his work ethic was was really unmatched within that kind of underage system within the, the League of Ireland. And you can see his moves. They're very calculated, weren't they? I mean, he went to Limerick rather than going to England and, and got a string of games because he wasn't really getting into the Cork City team. And then went over to Brentford, didn't quite work out there, went down into the lower leagues. I think it was with Exeter and then, um, you know, came came up the, the ranks with Rotherham and then subsequently got that move. But even the, the way that that move materialised, um, you know, he was a free agent and, and he did have offers in the championship, didn't he? I think Swansea, I think a lot of people thought he got a Swansea to replace Michael Obafemi, but he waited up, uh, waited for the offers, talk of Burnley and then Luton came in and, and it's, it's, it's a move that suited him. I had a few concerns at the start of the season that, that maybe he wouldn't get a look in. I didn't see how he fitted into that Luton team, just the system mm. of football that they play. They they play kind of with a diamond formation. They've since kind of changed that. They now do play with wingers or they play with Ogbeni up top, so he's, he's adapted well. He skinned uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, didn't he? Or what What does David call him? Um, Neil, Neil Alexander, <laughs> Alexander-Arnold O'Neill. Robertson, no? Oh. Yeah, pr- probably, yeah, yeah. Gets it all confused. I can't that, like, like you said, uh, like Ogbené, yeah, he's a likable guy. I mean, lucky enough, I've met him a few times now. Absolutely, like, gent and just great engagement with the fans, especially young kids and stuff. Brilliant, like, and I think when we look back at the Stephen Kenny era, uh, which we obviously think is coming to an end, I think he, he will be the success story of it. I think he'll be the one to come out of it as a real positive of that time that, you know, he got given this opportunity and he'll kick on now for the for the future campaigns of us and be a very important player. And he's actually proven himself in the, in the Premier League now. So, um, yeah, I think he, he'll stay grounded and humble and he, he's just, you know, a real likeable guy. And, and you want to see people like that doing well. well. There's no, like, attitude about him or anything. No, and I mean, he's, he's very much become the poster boy, hasn't he? He's a very likeable, likeable guy. I mean, I, I know I have a go at him sometimes. I, I'd be quite critical of his end product. But, I mean, the energy that he brings, the, the momentum that he can bring to a team. And, and and as I said, like, when you have a player like that, a flary player with pace, even if they don't have end product, they, they can lift the team. Think of Stephen Hunt years ago, you know, when he used to come off the bench and, and, and have that kind of impact. I know probably not a very popular player but 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 it does lift a team doesn't it and i mean when it he's does. constantly there it's 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 massive for us and and his pace is a threat and and, and he's definitely an outlet for us tactically and Stephen kenny as well and, and for the future and yeah i think um yeah a lot of parallels with Stephen hunt mclean as well i'd say and and you know he's, yeah. he's definitely going to be an important player for us so 100 yeah, he comes up with goals as well and i know not not that many competitive ones but he definitely comes up with goals and um, just to talk through the goalkeepers martin and again the goalkeeping situation is always uh i suppose a bit of a bleak one in a way because really only one of them is playing mark travers was having a great run of form at stoke city i think i think listen to david's stats i think he played 13 games this season i think 12 in the league uh, one in the cup doing very very well with Stoke, getting a run of games something he hadn't gotten in a long time um, you know, started off in the Premier League last season, didn't he? And then I think he had a bit of a nightmare against Liverpool. Didn't he concede nine goals? And then Netu came in and subsequently displaced them all together. He's been recalled since. And since that has happened, he's gone from being second choice to third choice and not playing at all. Now, I saw Lupo, I think it was Connor on uh, Republic of Ireland tracker, 
um, a loophole that Stoke City can can sign him um, fairly swiftly, I think, so he can go back there. I know that they're struggling a bit. Jack Bonham, another Irish goalkeeper, has, has stepped in there, and I don't think it's going particularly well for him. Cuevin Kelleher as well, starting at the moment for Liverpool. Um, but but you can't really look past Gavin Bizzuna, can you, based on game time? What do you reckon, Martin? I know, Bizzuna would be number one. Um, and again, one of the ones who's kind of really come out fighting, I suppose, for Stephen Kenny and, and giving his chance with him. Um, and yeah, I think he's number one for us and I expect him to be playing now for us in Amsterdam, especially. Do you think Max O'Leary will feel hard done by? I mean, a very good save for Bristol City last weekend. I don't know if you saw it, like a great reflex save, but he has been in the last few squads. He still remains uncapped. You know, maybe the New Zealand game would have, would have been an, an opportunity to give him a twist. But um, considering he's playing every week and Cuevin Kelleher isn't, it must be a hard one for him to take. There's kind of a Dean Kiley effect there, isn't there? There is, yeah. I think though, it's, it's just a goalkeeper's lot, though, isn't it? You've got three or four competitive goalkeepers who can all kind of do a job for you. And and I think it was interesting today, Stephen Kenny said in the in the press conference and in the bit that was public and was aired on their channel on YouTube um, that, you know, I think eight or nine of the lads are actually in action on Sunday. And he can, I think he was kind of preempting that there might be withdrawals or changes. And you just don't know with Kelleher. He's only just coming back into it. Does yeah. he fancy it? You, you would hope so. But, you know, I think it's, it's just a strange squad, isn't it? It's, it? I've got a strange feeling about this whole kind of, you know, we're going to Amsterdam. They need to win to qualify automatically. Yeah. We're still, okay, technically, numbers-wise, I think we can still be in contention for a playoff position. But, I'm just not comfortable as well that it's all going on to then New Zealand, the friendly, and we're going to be calling up James McLean. And no. it just seems a little bit like, just very flat, like you said at the start. Like it's, I think, there's I, no I think... interest at the moment in, in this Irish squad at the no, moment. Everyone I... just is a little bit down. This is actually the time of year. I, I I look back at, you know, when we played in November games before, fantastic mm. trip to Denmark. Um, and we also, you know, Austria, I think was this time of year as well. Yeah. Um, we've We've had some great, kind of trips at this time of year and I always look forward to this it's kind of the end of the year it's just before Christmas and stuff but you know we're off to Holland and yes it's going to be brilliant going over to play them and they've got some world-class stars and stuff but it just all seems very flat and it's like come to an end I think it's it's an unusual and just on the James McLean thing I mean I I don't remember a a farewell being stretched out so much for a player I mean we've we've had greater players than James McLean Martin you know we have And, and I understand he's He's a cultural icon within Irish football. I think lo- looking past the footballing ability, to be fair, his stats are quite good. Um, you know, in an era where we probably haven't played our best football and we probably haven't had a something of a golden generation, he's played in a weaker in weaker Ireland teams. And considering that, his statistics are fantastic. You, you have to give him that. But mm. you know, if you look at players who've gotten past a hundred caps, you've got the likes of Damien Duff, you've got the likes of Robbie Keane, and so on. Robbie Keane had um, you know, a farewell against Oman. He was taken off after whatever amount of minutes after getting a hat trick, didn't he? And you can say that that was somewhat manufactured. But I mean, James McLean had his day out in in Dublin, you know. Uh, and I know David has a conspiracy theory that the caps were kind of um arranged because there were some games he didn't play where maybe he mm. should have played, and they, it's almost like it was arranged as though the Dublin match would be his 100 cap and he got a day out then and now he's getting a day out in a fairly flat, um, low-key friendly and it's kind of stretching the arse out of it. And it's we do retirements very strangely, Martin, don't we? If you think back yeah. to the Martin O'Neill era and 
Glenn Whelan um, getting taken off um, and then subsequently ending up back in the squad under Mick McCarthy. Uh, John O'Shea getting taken off after a few minutes. You know, those kind of strange things. If you look at look like O'Shea given his last game, I think was in Turner's Cross against Belarus. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I as I said, I understand from a cultural football point of view, James McLean is a is a fan favorite and will have cult status. But I, I find it a bit uncomfortable as a fan. Um, you know, it, it's it's coming into Stephen Kenny's last game. He's banged on about how he's promoted so many young players. I honestly think, Martin, I think any manager would have had to promote those young players given the pool that we had at the time. But surely this is an opportunity to go to go out and rather than making it all about James McLean, say to, you know, kind of bang that drum that he's been beaten saying, well, I promoted young players. It's my last ever game. I can say that in my last game, um, you know, I brought through Andrew Moran, which he might do, you know. Um, I brought through X, Y, and Z. All these kind of young players. I even brought in Sammy Smodix after all the the nonsense that was going on. We will talk about Smodix in a few minutes, obviously, but it's it's a strange one. I, I'm i going to be at, uh, at Lansdowne Road, you know, for the New Zealand match, but I'm not exactly excited for it i think it's going to be a tick the box exercise for myself sadly and i hate saying that but um it's just all a bit unusual and odd and it makes me a bit uncomfortable to be honest it's, it's a bit sad i think this this new zealand game it's just no appetite for it at all and, and but i think stephen kenny with that squad he's i don't know if he is it fair to say a bit disillusioned or does he still think he's got an opportunity here as he is he convincing the fai is there something going to happen from that like um you know, he's been very, very loyal to players who've got him where we are, basically. And it's results business, as, as Mick McCarthy fantastically put last night on, on Virgin Media's coverage of the games when he was on. Um, you know, he, he said it's a results business, basically, and, and that that's it. it. Whatever football level you play at, it's all about results. And and that's 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 the crux of it with Stephen Kenny. And I think Sammy Schmodix obviously will come on and cover that, but I think I can understand then, you know, not picking Andrew Moore under twenty ones have got important yeah. games as well. So perhaps that's his argument there. But I think, you know, you think back to Martin O'Neill, the dead game uh, in Arus when he he capped Obafemi and and it yeah. tied him down, and you know that that was something that he did, and you know we can kind of gratefully look back, I suppose, at Martin O'Neill doing that. Okay, he's. Mm. Fits and starts, I suppose, with uh, family of injuries and things. But I think Stephen Kenny is going to look back and think, well, I gave opportunities to people. You know, like he's, he's been very loyal to Jamie McGraw. Got a goal tonight for Aberdeen, cracking yeah, goal by the way. Right, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think he's just, he's going out on his shield, really. He's just going to say, I'm very loyal to people. But again, it brings it home to us, though. It, 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 it's been such a mess this last few games. The whole end of Stevens coming back into that squad. Is just mystifying to me, and then he's no good for the well, next it's, few it's, games. It's, it's, it's the and now we're relying on Shane Duffy. We're relying yeah. on well, well that's the thing. Like, it's, it, it's the hypocrisy of America, won't he? Yeah, Liam yeah, Scales will start in Amsterdam, won't he? He has to. I mean, you know, yeah. and, 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 and he'll think... drop Nathan Collins, and and you just yeah. you just don't it, know what's going on. It's we've run my, out of ideas. My issue with Martin, and I think the Gibraltar game is maybe the exception where players were actually played in their position, and you could see him much more. Now, David didn't like the performance. I don't know why, because. You know, Gibraltar are a, are a poor team, but a prickly team. And it was balanced. It was players playing in their comfortable positions. The week before against Greece, you had square pegs into round fucking holes. You had Liam Scales, who's starting in the Champions League as a center half playing left back. You had Will Smallbone, who's starting as a d- deep kind of, I wouldn't say a holding midfielder, but a deep midfield player 
playing as a number 10. You had Alan Brown, who's playing as a number 10, playing as a hold midfielder. It was an absolute mess. You had Jason Knight, who's playing as an attacking midfielder, playing on the left wing. It was all over the place. And that is one of the major issues I've, I've taken with Stephen Kenny. And a lot of these young players, Martin, and I know we, we need to go through the squad, and this is maybe a discussion for when the window ends, but it's all well and good capping young players. Anyone can cap a young player. But when you're not utilising them correctly, that can be an issue. Gavin Bizzunu has had excellent games for Ireland, but he's also conceded some horrendous goals for Ireland. You look at Nathan Collins, he's he's been moved around from kind of the left of centre-half to the right of centre-half. He played, I think, right back in one game. I think he was nearly playing up in midfield in another game. He's he's messed him around. Jason Knight, you know, a, a player who's who's shown so much talent for Ireland. He's excellent on the ball, but he hasn't been really played in one consistent position under Stephen Kenny. Adam Oid is another player. I don't think he's necessarily impressed under Stephen Kenny. Troy Parrish has been very inconsistent under Stephen Kenny. Evan Ferguson as well. Like, I don't think he's properly been utilized by Stephen no. Kenny. So it's all well and good, Stephen Kenny capping these players um, and so on. Uh, it's actually Tro- uh, Mick McCarthy actually capped Troy Parrish, by the way. Um, <laughs> but any, but anyway, and he was, and he would have capped um, Adam Oida, but I think he was injured. But anyway, I digress. Um, it's how you utilize the players and it's how you maximize your team. And Stephen Kenny did not maximize this team. There's a good balance. um, There's a good balance team available there and he rarely uses it. And there's the good backbone of a team. Um, Like we spoke about Albania who are about to qualify for for, uh, Euros automatically. On paper, we're better. And, And if a team is better on paper, you'd expect a manager to utilize what's on paper and maximize what's there. We're not world beaters. We have a a team of a lot of championship players. And this is where the Smodics conversation will probably come in. But the championship is packed with international players. Look at the Welsh. The Welsh have a very good chance of qualifying. They they certainly don't have millions of Premier League players anymore. They have players from League Two in their last squad. So just to bear that in mind. Just to run through some of the players as well, Martin. I mean, Fessy Obazelli certainly putting a, a decent run of games together. And Liam Scales, of course, probably one of our informed players at the moment. Nathan Collins scored a goal the weekend as well. Um, Andromo Bamadele, would you be a little bit concerned there? I, we, we actually got a little tip off. I just want to find it here on Twitter. Apologies. You probably saw it yourself, Martin. Um, so, sorry, I'm on the wrong account. But it is, I won't, I won't, give, a, I won't give a surname away, but it's a Martin as well. Um, just some information there. So, regarding Omo Bamadele at Forest. Uh, there's a lot of centre-backs at the club ahead of him, unfortunately. And speaking to someone in Nottingham last week who mentioned he was marked as a one-for-the-future signing. Doesn't look too great for him a few years, unfortunately. Um, and he said here uh, that he's I mean, hoping, yeah. hoping he's wrong on that. So We re- we read that during the week. I mean, that yeah. that's just a shit move, isn't it, though? Like, yeah. That, that should have been a move with a loan back. That That's... Like, it doesn't make sense for him. There, there's got to be more to that. I'm not... I wasn't... When I read that, I thought that's... That's crazy. That situation. Like he's but, not but even been the, in match the day amount of players they signed as well, Martin. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's why like, it's, it's a money move. And I'm not questioning him. He, he's, you know, it's big money for him. Um, but it's a little bit like you know Nathan Collins took that move at that time. Then he went again, didn't he? And you don't blame them. They're they're in. It's a short career. The profile was probably quite high then. You know, he capped in Norwich. Lots of speculation where he was going to go. The big move came. He's obviously been moved on with his agent, but. It's not helped him as a player, and I think no. his head's been turned by money. Um, and you know, I'm not knocking him for that. Most people would do that, but 
he he's got to be forcing way out there in January to, on a loan deal anyway. Uh, yeah, he he has it because I, I I look at Omar Bamadeli and I, I I think he's we we talk about Collins we 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 talk about O'Shea. People are talking about Martin McGuinness as well. Like you, I know you yeah. rate him very highly, Martin. But I mean, I I think Omar Bamadeli is the best out of all of them. You yeah. know, but 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 he's had injury issues and now he's not bloody playing. But but he's in the squad. I, I mean, he's in the squad. Yeah, again, I just don't understand that. Like that, that's yeah. That's mad. But ahead of I mean, but ahead of Mark McGuinness, ahead of Mark McGuinness, you know. Um, so we, yeah, but there, yeah. there you go. Then New Zealand, he's got to play him. If he's yeah. good enough to come in the squad, you play him. Then and you go right. Actually, here's someone I brought in from. You know, we mm. was with the under twenty ones. I brought him in. We played him in Pharaoh before against Portugal, didn't he? He nearly scored. Yeah. I think was that the game yeah. then? And, that was um, Serbia. Serbia, I think. Serbia, but, yeah, but he, yeah, but he, he, but he did well. play very he well. He did play very well against in Pharaoh. So yeah, he's. He's the player though now. He can just say that that's his example. The the, the mm. James McLean testimonial match, we might as well call it really what it is. Um, it's that, and then you go, right, well, there's Bazunu, he's a young player, or he's gonna cap you know, Travers or even Max Alou might get called up for that one. You wouldn't know what could happen. But then he goes, I'm in Bamadeli. There you go. I brought him in the 21. There's your youth going forward. That's what I'm leaving the FAI with. I've capped in young players and given yeah. opportunities. That's what he's got to do. There's no point having him there, and and have Festy in there as well. Festy, well, like the, well. and J- Jacob no Bryan, Jacob Bryan, and all there. There's an argument that there's still a Ron or somebody. He's he's starting every week for Leon, you know. And I mean, Leon aren't the the Leons of the the late '90s, early '90s. They're they're certainly a team in decline. Yeah. But for the most part, he's starting in the top flight. You know, he's he's starting more than Andromo Bamadele. So it's it's Kenny logic again. Midfielders, Martin again, no surprise. Jason Malumbi isn't playing much again. I I, I would argue for um for Jack Taylor. You know who's who's playing very very well. Scored last night for Ipswich Town. Excellent player. Doesn't necessarily start every week for them, but he's he's certainly a player who's um, who I would rate ahead of Malumbi at the moment. Anyway, I think Malumbi is has been another player who you know Kenny might credit himself as as blooding, but again, has been horribly inconsistent under Stephen Kenny. Um, Mark Sykes as well. You know, starting every week for Bristol City can't really argue hugely with that, except for the fact that there's probably a few players that might be ahead of him. And Jamie McGrath, naturally, you know, he's after scoring. He's after scoring a free kick. He's a player trusted by Kenny. Two assists, I think, against Gibraltar. But on the midfielders, Martin, I mean, you know, I think now is the time. Now is the time to kind of bring it in. Sammy Smoddix, what what is the story? I suppose just to to go through the quotes, I think, um, first of all, uh, which I've after closing down kind of uh, (laughs) very, very conveniently. But in short, um, Stephen Kenny alluded to the fact that um, Smoddix came in for... I think two days in the last campaign, didn't he? He wasn't in the initial squad. Can we mention, you know, it's important to mention that he wasn't in the initial squad, but was drafted in and subsequently left after about two days. And Kenny said something along the lines of, um, he can't be away for more than 10 days. So that's very, very vague. You would imagine it's family stuff. I, I made a good point earlier. I can't remember which, I don't know if it was a WhatsApp group or if it was on socials or what it was, but I made a point Geez, I'm really blowing my own trumpet. I made a very good point, but I don't think being away for ten days, um, if you're if you want to change to Hungary, for example, I don't think there's a rule to say you can't be with an international camp for ten days. So I don't think that's the yeah. personal issues. Um, they have got a couple of English-born players. I think one of them is um, oh geez, what's his name? Styles, not Harry. Anyway, is it Liam Styles? He plays for Barnsley, I think. Um, and he's English-born, he plays for Hungary, you'd imagine that he might be on the radar. But I don't think, because a player can't be away for 10 days, that um, it's because he's declaring for Hungary. You would imagine it's family issues, you would imagine it's something personal, you would imagine there's something going on at home. The last international window was only a couple of weeks ago, you'd imagine something is going on that he has to be around his family. 
yeah, well, the, the speculation last time was that, you know, he, he, he came back, didn't he? It was personal reasons and the talk of a baby and things like that. But then he was back training with Blackburn. So everyone yeah. was a bit kind of going, well, is it a health thing or is it a family member or whatever it was? So, you know, they tweeted straight away that he was back in there training with them. So why does this always happen with, with these kind of players? Because like this, this guy is the in he is the inform Irish player. You can argue for Liam Scales, but this guy statistically anyway, and, and if you watch him, even even playing wise, you know, the basic bare bones of football, this guy is the inform Irish player at the moment. He's the top scorer in the championship. He's a very, very exciting player. People say, oh, he's playing in the championship. He's playing for Blackburn, who are kind of a mid-table championship side. Oh, he's 28. It doesn't matter. This guy, this guy could add something to the Ireland team. And why is it always these guys? Why does it, why is it always the guys who are the talking point domestically um, who are having these awkward issues with? And they're never fucking transparent, are they? It's always something mystic. It's always something unusual. It was the same with um, do you remember with Patrick Bamford, you know, with yeah. Nathan uh, Nathan Redmond, you know, back in the day, and then with players who were available, Michael Obafemi, there was there was loads of stuff when he was scoring goals for Swansea. There, he was always out of Ireland squads. Um, Scott Hogan, I mean, he never really amounted to much for us, but when he was banging in goals for Brentford, um, he was always missing Ireland squads after declaring for for various reasons. And again, he went and but why is it always these foreign players, Martin? And, and why does this have to be happening? It would be great to see Smodics in the squad, wouldn't it? it? It would be. I mean, I was calling for it last time as well, but I think I, I just have a nagging feeling that there's a lot more to this. And is it that perhaps, you know, he's he's not happy when he has been in camp and is he feeling that he deserves an opportunity? Like we've been kind of talking him up. I mean, a lot of people are kind of against this kind of view that why are we reliant on someone who's 28 and stuff? But you can come to international football later on and you can deliver and, and, and I think yeah I think that's that's what we have to be adaptable for I don't think we can be that picky and choosy to say well he doesn't want to be there and run. like maybe he is just disgruntled with the Kenny kind of setup and thinking I'll bide my time I'm in form I'm playing for my club I'm you know the main man at my club now he's and on, he's on fire he's on yeah, absolute yeah. fire so maybe he's just waiting and we're going to in, see look, how we yeah. go future wise you know, I that, mean, that, look, that we're, we're be, going into it. Simple as yeah, that. we're going into it. We're going into a dead rubber and a friendly. If we were going into to a, a situation where maybe we could get a well, mathematically we can, but where we could probably get a playoff or where we were playing for something, there'd be absolute murder. The Smodics was, wasn't in the squad. Like Liam Scales, the amount of times you had to cap him and you decided to give him his debut in in a must win game essentially against Greece. It, yeah. It's just it's the logic that baffles me. And look, maybe it's not fully Kenny's fault. My concern is that Hungary are about to go to European Championships. You know, it looks like they're going to go automatically or through a playoff. And, and you would worry that maybe he's biding his time. Maybe there is this kind of mystic bullshit narrative because they don't want to say how straight now he's going to declare for Hungary and his paperwork is going to take time. That's what my concern is. But I always wonder how did, like, surely the FAI at this stage, they've had so many, so many messages. You've, you've got Rice and Grealish, you know, you had yeah. the uh, uh, um. Oh, but Femi issue a few years ago, the, the Tom the Tom Cannon thing. Patrick <clears throat> Bamford had told Mick McCarthy he was going to play for Ireland, and then that all disappeared. Surely the FAI have learned by now that they they need somebody in a role where they are there to secure players, a kind of player liaison, and not a not a May Fainer, not a rookie, not someone who's going to be all pally pally with the players. Someone who actually has experience with <laughs> player liaising, someone who has experience with player relations, and and can I suppose do the groundwork to actually secure them. That's what they need. Um, after all of these mess ups, you know, it's just another one. 
And it says a lot that we're getting carried away about a championship player. But this guy is the top scorer in the championship. Look at the amount of top scorers in the championship who've gone on to to, to play at higher levels. Look at him. Um, it's a Goikers who was, who was yeah. playing for Coventry. He's gone off to play in the Champions League for Sporting Lisbon. Um, so, like, there's loads of examples. But it's a frustrating one, and it's never clear-cut, unfortunately. On to the forwards, Martin. It's taken a bit of time to get there. So, um, you know, no, no surprises, really. Aaron Connolly, really the only uh, notable admission there. Or omission, rather. Mikey Johnson in there again. Hasn't really played any football. I think he played half an hour for Celtic a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that, that's kind of it. Troy Parrott back in the squad. Are you happy to see him in? Yeah, I think it's just Kenny rewarding, kind of the, letting him have the time to settle into the yeah to, to the move to Holland. Um, it's probably nice for him actually coming over to to play there as well. And um, <laughs> you know, Evan Evan, I think played tonight, didn't he, against Ajax in that very stadium? Yeah, I think he came on tonight. So um, I, I think. Um, you know, sort of saw Sky Sports today as well. Evan Ferguson, a fantastically grounded interview. What you expect from him, and I, I think that's the future. I mean, look, if you look through that squad, we're not really excited going into these games, but I think it's because of the it's the end of the era. Um, you know, even Stephen Kenny today nearly broke into song. He said, "Whatever will be, will be." You know, case or ask That was oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. But um, probably the most fluid he, he's ever sounded. No, but <laughs> if you look up the squad, though. You know, there is there is reasons to be positive. And, you know, I'm Mr. Positive of the podcast. But, like, Evan is just going to be incredible. Like, Well, it's, okay, it, it's uh, exciting. Uh, yeah, it is. There, there is an exciting squad there. If you look at that, we've got enough players there. We've got youth coming through as well, that under-21s, which I know we're going to come on and cover briefly. But, you know, you, as we you, evolve you, now, with a, man, a better yeah. manager, a, a, we should be doing better with these players than, than what we've done. That, that's it. I know, like, you yeah. can talk about group of death and everything and, and the Greece games. It, 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 it it's the nature. Is, it, to, it, to it's that. the nature of the performances, Martin, isn't it? Yeah, really. And it's, and it's I, yeah. you're not winning games, and performances have been hit and miss. And it's worried me the motivation that when we've gone into double headers or triple headers, sometimes that we've we've always messed up that first game, and then he's got a response out of them. And and we've got to be there's something wrong with the planning there if, if that's that's the way it is. And I think you know that is an exciting group. I don't care what anyone says. A, a, a better manager, a manager will want to come in and take them on and think they well, can like, do better than Stephen Kenny's done. Well, the, well, there's a very good starting team out of there. Like if you it look is, at it, yeah. I mean, Fessy Obazelli, he's really come on leaps and bounds. Liam Scales playing in the Champions League. I mean, look, they, they lost six nil last night, but I mean, he's been one of their best players over the last month or so. Nathan Collins, an excellent player, you know, starting in the Premier League every week. Jason Knight, very exciting player as well. And then, you know, Ferguson, he's, he's a massive future ahead of him, massive future ahead of him. And she does, you Benny, you know, I suppose one of the the kind of um, most popular players in the Premier League right now, you know, yeah. maybe for more, um, you know, uh, humble reasons, but, you know, certainly something to get excited about. Before we move on to the under-21s, just a little reminder, as always, have your say, leave your comments and get involved. So, Martin, we're going to move on to the under-21s who are playing Norway and Italy, but I did manage to forget that at the start. Maybe it's just my, uh, my <laughs> venom for uh, Jim Crawford, so. Just to kind of uh, just to go through the squad itself, apologies, I have that covered. So the goalkeepers are Tiernan Brooks, Killian Cahill, and Josh Keeley. Defenders James Abamqua, Tayo Adaramola, Sam Curtis, and Samuel Garcia McNulty, Sam Grehan, Boston Lal, Connor O'Reardon, and Sean Rowan. In midfield, you have Baba Odiku, Zach Gilson, and Matt Healy, Keen Levy, Andrew Moran, Ollie O'Neill, and Killian Phillips. And the forwards, Sinclair Armstrong, Connor Carthy, Adaimo Amaku. Johnny Kenny, Armstrong Oakle Flex, and 
Tony Sprint. Very exciting team, isn't it? Yes, yeah, a very exciting squad. I, I, you know, names are now starting to be a bit more familiar with us. Uh, you know, followers of Irish football now. I've seen Josh Keeley actually play for Tottenham. I think kind of twenty yeah. ones during the week. Um, did okay, I think. Um, but you know, players now that we've been aware of on the radar, and I think we're we're looking forward to them seeing how they get on this campaign, and then stepping up into the future. And that's why I've said that the, there is positivity with this. You think about Sinclair Armstrong did very well with QPR earlier on in the season. Got his goal, of course, but you know he's now with the under twenty ones again. Again, a bit of a mystery call that was, wasn't it? But but mm. it happened. Um, you know, we want him scoring goals now at this level. He's got two years. Do it here. But you know, these lads are now should be pushing uh, under Jim Crawford to get into that senior squad because there's opportunities in that senior squad without a doubt. You know, like we've spoken about, people who are going to be moving aside. Um, you know, I, I know we haven't really. We, it's a whole up other episode, really. But like Doherty will. Yeah. Surely be finishing up soon. So Seamus Coleman. Yeah. We know McLean's going. So it, it's opportunities there. You know, we some of these names are now, as I said, very familiar to us, both in the mm. well. I've had people speak him up to me quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, we've got a natural replacement for uh, James McLean and Killian Phillips, but that's probably from the, the poppy kind of angle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, like, they don't play the same position. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought so. that was really well handled, yeah. to be fair, by his... his um, Unbelievably handled club. by the, the really owner. Really well done. Really, yeah. really well done. That's he's a great best. like Killian. He, he's actually he's actually a follower yeah. of the podcast, so we, we, like to, yeah. we like to big him up and uh, the Kilbarak massive, you know. But he, do you know what? Jokes aside, he's an excellent player. Fantastic yeah. player. He did really, really well with Wickham. I was surprised that um, I thought he was going to get a crack at Palace. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's, it's it, it was because he handled himself well in season last year or what it was. I thought he might get a crack with them because he, he had a very good loan spell last season, didn't he? Um, I think so. I'm looking at that squad. Like Sam Curtis is going to be a senior international before we know it. I, I really think so. Obviously, I watch a lot of League of Ireland. I just mm. think this guy is is a different level. You know, I really do. And Seamus Coleman, Matt Doherty, they're aging, you know, and Coleman out of the squad, by the way, out of the senior squad, again, not to go back too much, but I, I think Curtis is going to, is going to just propel. I think he's going to absolutely propel over the next year or so. Um, a couple of other players, you know, we kind of mentioned Matt Healy doing very, very well in Belgium. Zach Gilson hasn't played a huge amount for Blackburn, but again, a really exciting player. Keen Levy as well, doing great for Pats. And, you know, my boy, you know, my boy Armstrong Okoflex, uh, yeah, I think Jim was wrong about him, wasn't he? I think so. But, you know, it's just, a, it's interesting to see, isn't it? I mean, it's a big game yeah. coming up as well. It's a big opportunity now for these under-21s to really kind of, you know, get their profile risen as well. There's a lot of followers of the under-21s who's down in Cork as well. So, yeah, I'd encourage anyone to go and watch them, of course. And I, I, just another mention for, for one of our Wrist London members and uh, one of your players, Nick, uh, in yeah. the, heading off to the FAI Cup final, James McManus. Yes, a very proud member of this London. Oh, I think he must be our first member who's going to be playing in an FAI Cup final. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching that and supporting him because he's real grounded. I've seen a lot of the previews of the FAI Cup final and seems very grounded and just I think he's just done his leaving cert, didn't he, last year? There was a yeah, lot of talk year, about yeah, that. Yeah. And um, but you know, you know, he's just he's just filled out and really developed. We've obviously been watching him as a a player coming through the age groups, and he's definitely one I think who's going to. Just go up the ranks, very grounded. Yeah, looking forward to watching him on Sunday. Again, I don't like to bring any Bose bias into it, but um, I'm very nervous for Sunday. I, I like to be optimistic when it comes to club football, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very anxious. My, myself and Breen will be at that. Um, I would say 
to say hello to us, but um, no, maybe don't. I don't think we're very po- even though we're Bose fans. I don't think we're very popular amongst some Bose po- podcasts for some reason. Apparently, we're par- apparently we're losers. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Well, well I, don't, I don't. You could get. You can. You might get a pint or two at the. What was it Irish Townhouse? You might I'm not thrown at you this time. Hopefully. I might park my car there, Martin, you know, just to see how, how all of that goes. Ah, money messing, to be fair. All of that was directed at Dave, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, look, the under-21s, as we said, they are taking on Norway and Italy in the qualifiers. Gone very, very well, and I know I take the piss out of Jim Crawford, but to be fair to him, he's, he's got a very talented side there. He's finally utilising it, I think, and, um, you know, hopefully we'll see a few of them lads in the senior squad very, very soon. A couple of other words, Martin. I mean, uh, some... I suppose some some joyous scenes for Katie McCabe over the last few days. You want to go through that? Yeah, she uh, made her 200 appearance for Arsenal playing this evening, I think, actually. And she got presented with by Ian Wright with a, a nice shirt um, for the 200 appearances. So fair, fairly good that. Um, and actually in London at the moment, the Irish Post Awards are on. And our secretary and friend of the pod, Sean O'Carroll's down at that. And he's been sending me photos of himself with... Grace Maloney and Rusha from the uh, women's national team. They're being honoured and presented with an award down there tonight. So fantastic to see. I'm sure I'll get further photos as the night goes on. But yeah, give him a shout out for that. Um, but yeah, look, you know, we're we're looking forward to the games. Obviously now the, it's a big following going off to Amsterdam next week. Um, you know, the, well, it's full capacity, basically. The away fans yeah. are still behind this team or well behind the the country i suppose and um it was always going to be a very good trip this holland one um saturday night in amsterdam is always going to be appealing it's a nice one as i said the end of the year and i'm looking forward to it you know the the organization i say we've we've got some links come through already from um the supporters liaison officer uh, for the fai gary spain's given some greater travel advice and things but to be fair the dutch supporters groups as well have sent some information as well through and there's fan zones and things it's just set up correctly as a big association you would expect so yeah looking forward to that trip and obviously then coming back to dublin for the the james mclean game and i did say earlier to us on to the you lads on the on our whatsapp chat that you know, it's, you can see when they're, they're releasing the press releases today, the FAI, you know, this was a game that was part of that double header, wasn't it? The, you know, the big game, and then it was going to be coming on to this Holland, yeah. and then this one. Uh, and they wouldn't sell tickets individually. And I think if it had been flipped around the other way, it would have to see be you know, more attractive, I think, because you, you buy the, the crapper game, don't you? Because you want to go to the bigger game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, they are obviously selling them now. They're going to, I think they'll struggle to sell it out, even with the James McLean factor unless something amazing happens and yeah it's, um, just, it's, it's just all a bit bizarre it's all a bit yeah. bizarre and as i said i'm i'm i know this sounds awful martin but look we're a fan podcast and i suppose we're i'm i'm giving my reflection as a fan and, and my feelings as a fan it's not to be controversial but like I'm, I'm looking forward to this regime being over just completely looking forward to it being over and and uh, as I said, I, I'm finding it hard to get excited about this window, but the, the one thing I know is that hopefully Stephen Kenny will be gone. And it, uh, and again, this isn't to be controversial. We're, we don't do this for numbers. It's just my my feelings as a as a season ticket holder, as a long-term fan. Um, I am I'm can't wait for the relief of it, <laughs> to, to be honest. I mean, yeah, it, it's a, it is a real strange one because, you know, they're trying to sell season tickets, as I've said, on the back of not knowing what games we've got next year. Yeah. Um the numbers will be down, they're expecting them to be down as well. And you know, I've seen some kind of like 
big name fans, I would say, that I know who are members of our club and stuff who are probably not renewing and thinking, I'll just mm. wait now and see because you might as well, in a sense, you can wait and see who our draw is for the yeah. Nations League um, and who the manager is going to be. And, and they might wait all the way to June because yeah. they're not going to be playing anyone really in March. They're going to be pre-warm-ups for the Euros. Yeah. And after June, as we know, a lot of managers leave their jobs internationally mm-hmm. after a tournament. So you just don't know how it will be. And, you know, I think they're going to do that same tactic as they've done with the women's, really. Uh, if we got a very soft, well, not we're not going to get soft in, in the context of the women's got quite an easy Nations League campaign yeah. that you can afford to do that. You'll beat them anyway. We're not going to have that luxury um, as the men's. But it might be attractive to a manager coming in going, I can have a crack at it with this lot. And it's a free ride, isn't it? I mean, that that's going to be the the damn, the condemnation really of Stephen Kenny that we've, we've it, it's harder to not qualify now, isn't it? For these tournaments, I think. Well, 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 well that's the thing. Like, and everything, and we've, well, we've failed massively. Well the, way, well, the way I look at it, Martin, is two nation leagues. It's, it's not only a World Cup campaign that was ended very quickly and a Euros campaign that was ended very quickly. It's two nation league campaigns, two very um, achievable groups as well. And, uh, they were pretty much over before they started. So, you know, it's just something yeah. to consider. Will we get into the comments, Martin? Yep. Let's go. So as, as always, guys, have your say. Leave a comment. Get involved. We do love to hear from you all. And do let us know what you think of Stephen Kenny's squad, the Sammy Smolik situation, uh, whether you're disappointed that Seamus Coleman wasn't involved. You can nitpick. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> if you want to give out about Dave not being here or if you want to celebrate Dave not being here, we'd love to hear it. So we're going to start Dave, off here. Dave, said, Dave did say, though, just to yeah. say, like, we, we are going to Amsterdam. Dave said some, it was a bit of a weird message to me. He just said, I'm, I'm kind of refueling or something for Amsterdam. I don't know what he meant by that, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's one for, um, I don't know, um, revenue. Maybe, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, though. Ooh, right. Well, moving swiftly on. So, um, starting off here with interesting evening, lads. I assume smarter. Um, again, we've kind of discussed that. It's very unusual. It's it was explained by Stephen Kenny in, in cryptic talk, which is never really a good sign. It's usually a cover up for something. Rob Allardyne, lads. What's the thoughts about Smodix? It isn't stacking up again. We've kind of discussed that it's unusual Stephen Kenny mentioned the fact that he can't uh, stay away for 10 days we are speculating as family there is a lot of speculation from within the fan community that he might declare for Hungary there's nothing concrete on that there's absolutely zero reports on that it would be very by the way Martin I think it's worth mentioning it would be very difficult for semi-smotics to to switch allegiances to Hungary and I think even if he did, he probably wouldn't even be available for the Euros if they were to qualify. Mm. So I, I don't think it's that clear cut. I don't think it's necessarily the the case. I also saw, saw something recently that he might be a generation off uh, representing Hungary. So it's 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 a little bit more to it. Could it be, you know, to remember as well, he was involved in the squad before he was actually eligible. You know, he did come into a squad and he, he didn't have his mm. paperwork done. Rob Aladine again, I feel a bit more buzzed if I saw more in Smodix's as added to the midfield. It's another one, Martin. I mean, Finazaz has done fantastically over the last little while. Andy Moore, and I think we kind of expected that, didn't we? I mean, it's it's yeah. an important kind of window for the under-21s, and it, and it has been mentioned that he probably will come in for New Zealand, but Azaz might feel hard done by. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's doing very, very well as well, and I think I think it's just, it's just Kenny. I think he's just... I, I think Stubborn. he still believes these are the lads who've got me 
where we are and compared to where? his own <laughs> mind. Yeah, but that, that's it. He's he, he's just not he didn't do it in Malta and he's, he's just going to be very loyal to people it, who he thinks know a, the system and it's easy to have. But it's an over-loyalty to mediocrity. I yeah. mean, it's the same as the same as Jason Malumbi. He was very loyal to Jason Malumbi, who was his under twenty one captain and who who had a couple of good games for him. But he hasn't really done much since, and he keeps rewarding the me- mediocrity. The one bit of loyalty I would possibly give him credit for is James McLean. He had him at Derry, didn't he? And then yeah. I actually think McLe- I don't think McLean has exactly torn up trees for Ireland under Stephen Kenny, but he's improved under Stephen Kenny. He's played yeah. a much more controlled game. Um. He, I think he's his most assists under any manager under Stephen Kenny at international level. So, um, as I said, like a limited player, but for the most part did improve and probably did justify his uh, selection and his loyalty. Another comment here from Rom Allardyne and what's going on with Omar Bambadeli. Again, we kind of mentioned that. Um, just can't get in the squad. He's fit. There's just a lot of centre-halves at, at Nottingham Forest. They have a massive squad. They've brought in a huge amount of players over the last two years. And sadly, um, he just hasn't broken into the team. Comment here from Patrick Darby. Smodix, Zaz, El Buzetti should be in the Irish setup. We don't need a 35-year-old uh, there. Gone has had his day. Don't know what 35-year-old is in mind. Look, Zach El Buzetti isn't playing for AIK. I don't think he's really a viable option. So, um, apart from that, absolutely. I think Smodix and Azaz should be there. But look, Smodix, I think there's a little bit more to it. Rob Aladdin again. Also, I don't see why James McLean comes back in for a friendly. Big fan of him, but he had his day and recognition of his 100 cap. I 100% agree. And maybe a quick word on that again, Martin, for anyone who's missed yeah, it. All, all I'd say on that is this was a, this sums up the Kenny era. I think this, this goes back to the last squad where before the squad was even announced, James McLean got it in there first that he was going to be coming back and playing his last game for Ireland and retiring. He got that out yeah. there before the Irish FA did. So that that just shows again it's a little bit undermining that. I mean, I know he's got a great relationship with Stephen Kenny and everything, but that's just that shows there's a lot wrong in the setup still to, for me. And but he's um, not a you know, like you look at as I said, some of the greats, like some of the greatest ever Irish mm. players, and you look at say your Roy Keynes, your Dennis Irwins, your Mick McCarthy's, your um Ray Houghton's, your John Giles's, your your Robbie Keynes, your Damien Duff's, your Liam Brady's. McLean's getting a much yeah, bigger they, send-off yeah. than any of these players. And it, it, I, I, as I said, we, we have a lot of respect for James McLean. I might slag him off a bit from a footballing perspective, which I think is balanced and fair. But I, I don't understand how, how this is happening other than the fact that there's nothing else to celebrate at the moment. There's nothing else to celebrate. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, look, the shit will really hit the fan when we get a load of withdrawals from the current squad and... For the for the New Zealand game, Jeff Hendrick and Conor Horahana sitting outside in midfield next to him. That would be brilliant. And there'll still be calls for Jack Byrne as well. <laughs> well, McLean's brother will probably get a call up as well. Jesus, yeah. Comment here from Interesting Nonsense. Evening, lads. I assume you'll talk about Smodix, which we did. He was yeah. in two squads. Pulled out after a couple of days each time. The last squad for a family issue then went straight home to training with Blackburn. Yeah, it doesn't really add up, does it? Patrick Darby. Is he gone to concentrate on Hungary getting into their team? Again, we kind of addressed that. We don't actually think he can declare for Hungary anytime soon. Interesting Nonsense. Again, all very mysterious. Now he can go away for 10 days. It's embarrassing. We shouldn't be chasing anyone. So, look, it's... It's just a mystery. It's cryptic. It's always cryptic, isn't it, Martin? With, with whether it be Michael Obafemi, whether it be even Ryan Manning more recently. Yeah. You know, another player that there was clamors for. There's always something cryptic. There's always an issue with our informed players. 
Comment from David Beckett. Has to be an issue with Smodix and Kenny. Going on his form, he has to be a shoo-in for at least a spot on the squad. Doesn't make any sense. Love the podcast, lads, by the way. Only dedicated form where the Irish team and players are being discussed. Thanks. Well, appreciate that, David. I mean, there's there are some other podcasts. There are some other um, uh, outlets out there. Do, do check them out. But for the most part, we like to think that we, we give fans a voice and we don't take ourselves too seriously. We don't take our opinions as gospel. And we do appreciate any positive feedback. Isn't that right, Martin? <laughs> Play is your right, yeah. <laughs> Jerry Murray, let's play Zinny Dean Hendrick, a legend. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Hendrick not in the squad again, which is um a welcome relief. Felix Unger, only one question. Why is Kenny still there? I think that is all down to finances, Felix. Kangari just don't care anymore. I hear you, Ken. Rob Allardyne again. Kenny stuck with Daryl Horgan and Jeff Hendrick when it was evidence both were nowhere near us. Yeah, and that's another over-loyalty thing. I've seen a lot of comments on Daryl Horgan actually recently, and I don't know why he's such a scapegoat for it. I mean, he was he was Kenny's golden boy at Dundalk, and he did get a bit of a run. I, I thought he actually did all right. I think he did all right. I, I, think back, yeah. I think back to that Wembley game, I thought he was yeah. he was actually good, good at Wembley. But, um, yeah, you know, he, and the Andorra game, I think, as well. He played quite well away. He but, scored um, a goal, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, look, he, he was wasn't up to the level as we well, as we found out. But yeah, look, I don't think it's I think it's a bit harsh to go for him uh, as you know there, there will be no doubt we'll have to do a podcast on and not slagging off players. I'm not a big fan of that, but I think we can do it without being very very negative and bitchy. We could do the most underwhelming players to perform for Stephen Kenny, who kind of let him down. I think. Yeah, what on the football pitch or just uh, or just in general? <laughs> Comment here from Graham Farrell. There's talk of him, this is this is Stephen Kenny. So talk of getting the Lincoln job. I drive him there and I can't even drive. I watch the games because I love my country, but I dread every game. Him and O'Neill and the FAI have brought me to this point. Yeah, look, as, as I said, Graham, I've never like Martin. You know how I feel about the Irish team, and I have never felt this flat about them. It's not, and and this isn't for dramatic effect for the podcast. It certainly isn't. I'm following the team. 25 odd years and i have never felt such a numbness towards them i i, I really haven't but tossing the lincoln job really quickly there is a mention of that of course mark kennedy left and it is vacant there is talk of that yeah he was asked about this today and i mean if i was a lincoln fan and he comes in the door in a three weeks time i'd be quite i'd be going oh he doesn't really want to be here because he just said this is my dream job the irish job everything else is worse it is a step down from this and I think he's a little bit disillusional, to be honest, that he thinks he's still in with a shout and he's yeah. He's well, to think to kind of rescue this. And, well, to and think I, he'll get anything better, to think he'll get any anything better. I mean, League this, of Ireland, it, he he will get a League of Ireland job eventually because he he's he's a League of Ireland man. He's around the games and them chairman probably love the fact he sits around and there comes and visits their stadiums and stuff and they'll think oh well he was good enough for ireland and it's a bit of an old boys club probably same as it is in england i, I, I can imagine him, there. i can imagine him getting some obscure job like you know managing like doodle in luxembourg or managing a polish team or something like that like he's he's young kids like i mean he's i think his kids still in school i think he'll get an irish job though won't he? like i i, I can't I, see I why yeah. he would why would he want to i i can't see for him i I don't know him, obviously, but I think he's settled into the Irish way of life, isn't he? Yeah. The League of Ireland going to that all the time. He yeah. knows that very but, well from watching it. I think there's yeah. it, definitely a way for him. He's young enough to go back in there. I don't, um, I don't know who. And, I don't know who would like if you think about it, it. What is he on? Half a million a year or something? And I, I'm not saying a League of Ireland team would have to match it, but I mean, 
I don't know where he'd go. I mean, there, there's talks. Look, if Stephen Bradley left Sean Mark Rovers, they're saying now Damien Duff might get that job. But I don't know. I like I. Uh, I don't think he'll go back to Dundalk. I don't think he goes to any any other club. You know, um, I could see him like look at Mick McCarthy getting the Apoel job, um, Robbie Keane getting the Tel Aviv job. That didn't exactly go to plan, did it? But I can imagine him going somewhere just unusual, or or even like look at Brian Kerr getting the Farrell job. Could you I, I could, you, could you imagine him getting? Could, could he get another another international job and maybe a lower? a lower ranked team or maybe a, a team in the abyss, someone maybe, you know, maybe a, a, a team like, I don't know, someone like a Trinidad and Tobago or a American Samoa or just a team that needs basic development um, at senior level. I don't think so. And, and the reason is I, I don't think he's got the profile enough to do it. And, yeah. you know, I think he's so embedded in, in the league of Ireland and, and Irish football that that's why he's, part of that and was given this opportunity they went into the whole league of ireland experience and okay under 21s first and it was all a bit of a shit show as we know john delaney's legacy but you know he he's been given the opportunity with it i mean he can't say he has not been given a chance lots of other factors we've heard all the excuses from him but i can't see how he goes anywhere else like very very low unless he's got a fantastic agent and i don't know if he has you know to be pushing him and hawking him around lower league england is he going to want to move over to do that? And it's very cutthroat, isn't it? I, I think it's he'd be yeah, a lot yeah. more comfortable in Ireland. Just... And look, he's, he's got his money, um, and I don't think it probably is about money now for him. Um, yeah. I just don't know where he goes. Like to be to be brutally honest, it's just and as I said I don't I don't know where he goes in the League of Ireland either. It's it's all very unusual. It's all very unusual. But look, I'm sure he'll get a job in some shape or form. I mean, you know, like you're saying about Robbie and Mick McCarthy. I mean, they're big names, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like they in, are, in, yeah. in UA, you could probably go to UA for conference and name. Oh, there's a you know a lot of people probably international nations in Europe. They probably don't know who Stephen Kenny is. That that's the fact of it. They probably don't. A lot of them won't have a clue who he is. No. They would know Robbie Keane and they would know Mick McCarthy. I, I, I actually I actually think that his success with Dundalk would help would hold him with some kind of merit. And I think that's where, you know, as I said, a, a, a club from the likes of Luxembourg Maybe, yeah. or, or, or a club where from the likes of Malta might say, Well, this guy revolutionized a relegation threatened League of Ireland team. And and if you think about it, a relegation League of Ireland team is probably weaker than a relegation threatened, you know, Polish team or, or whatever. So I think that will hold him in merit rather than the Ireland job. And at the end of the day, he was a club manager before an international manager. Just moving on with the comments because we, we've quite a few to get through. But Rob Allendown, again, it took how long for Kenny to actually, to actually set them up with fullbacks and wingers last game against Gibraltar? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely slow to learn. Felix Unger, uh, Taylor is a substitute. I think that's in relation to Jack Taylor or Ipswich. Yeah, but I mean, Jack, uh, or I mean, Felix. Um, so are most of our players. Andrew Bamadelli doesn't even make the bench for Nottingham Forest, and he's in the squad. I think Jack Taylor was was certainly worth a shout. Comment here from Graham: We need someone like that great call. Any good candidate? I'm not sure who that's in relation to. Uh, to be honest, they could um, have that representative role with UK-based players. I, I think so that was need, you about you having oh, a the player liaison, have a liaison person. Yeah, yeah. We do have player oh, liaison yeah. people. We do have people who are scouting in the UK and know of links with underage Irish players who are eligible and stuff. We do have that, but we just was don't it, have. Was it David? Um, o, was it David? O, Mark O'Toole, was it? Mark O'Toole, Mark O'Toole. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, he, he does a good job and, and it's it, in difficult circumstances as well with, with, you do have the, you know, you do have the England factor. If they're qualifying for England and Wales and Scotland, 
yeah. and they're doing better than us and they, they can qualify for several nations, that is going well, to be a, a challenge. Well, the agents are running the game, essentially. They are, coming, yeah. from Gra- coming from Graham. Frosty needs to start, by the way. I think he means Festy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though. Frosty! What's that father, father toe called now? Frosty. <laughs> father Frost. Adrian Rochford, we have a better squad now than Trap started with or that O'Neill had at times. It's tactics, man management, and not picking the best squad 11 that ruined Kenny. I maybe disagree with the Trapatoni comment, but certainly the end of the O'Neill era, I think it is possibly on par, if not a little bit better. We didn't have an Evan Ferguson type player. We didn't have players playing in the Champions League. You know, we didn't have a plethora of young players who had a hundred plus senior kind of inter, uh, senior club appearances, like Nathan Collins. We we've a lot of players that would probably trump the the McCarthy. That would actually be an interesting one. We could do a little comparison of mm. the McCarthy McCarthy um, last McCarthy squad versus last uh, Kenny squad, but an interesting one. Graham, yeah, I think that's a um, correction there. Not frosty, but festy. <laughs> Um, Graham again, Morin will be with the, with the senior setup after the Netherlands. We badly need a left back, left wing back, and Boston will be great to see him a night in midfield. I think Boston's more of a holding midfielder slash centre half. I think obviously we've we've mentioned Dennis Kirkin in the past, Ryan Manning obviously doing um, relatively well with, with Southampton, but yeah, definitely a problem position. Comment here from David Guinness. Don't know why anyone would expect much from this squad. Can he continue to disappoint in his final hour? The joke, yeah. Absolutely. Don't think we expect a much different. And David McGuinness, again, how many James McLean games does James McLean need? Yeah, I think we've exhausted that one. But again, I think it is um, unusual in the context of Irish football history. It doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Um, utmost respect for James, but for the most part, I think it's taken the piss. And I actually think it's, I wouldn't say disrespectful to James, but I think it's maybe using James as an excuse to celebrate when there isn't much to celebrate at all. Rob Aladdin, I don't. I know people are questioning Duffy, but he's the only real leader we have now. That said, there doesn't look to be real fire in the Irish bellies. It's time for Roy. Oh, Jesus. Dave McGuinness again. It'll be empty. I've tickets and cannot genuinely make it. I literally cannot get, give them away. Yeah, and that will be a sad thing for James McLean, really. And I think he should have, he should have just... Um... Got tired. Yeah, he, he didn't need to do it, and and whether you don't even know whether there's something there with the FAI saying, yeah, but come along and do that. But golden handshake, you know, yeah. like uh, it. I don't think it would happen, but you know, James McLean could easily turn around and go. He's disappointed in the Irish support that you know why didn't they come out and see us and support the team? And you know, the only way they're going to sell tickets is if they announce a new manager, really, and and it's the first game for him. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. We know that's not going to happen. So no, it's no, it's shame, not really. It's certainly not. Dave McGuinness again. Agreed and well said. Cannot wait for the relief of this debacle uh, ending. Yeah, again, that's more pessimism for me. That's being backed up, sadly. Never a good thing, really. Kevin McGuinness. So for a change, not David, but Kevin McGuinness. Unfortunately, I fully agree. I can't wait to move on from the Kenny era. Dave McGuinness again. We will never get an easy group as we did for the last World Cup qualifiers. Still grows me that Kenny didn't realize that and spoke of it as that it was an impossible group to get out of. Yeah, look, not a discussion for today, but that World Cup draw, Martin, I mean, in retrospect, like that Serbia team were poor. That Portugal team were there for the taking on two occasions. It's disappointing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it shouldn't have been a group that was ended after two games. Rob Aladdin, I couldn't spend 10 days with Kenny. Um, Sean Bresden, we have the players that can't even get a place in the Premier League teams. I mean, look, uh, context is key here, um, Sean. I mean, there's there's so many international teams with no Premier League players, and they're performing much better than we are. 
Dave McGuinness, there's something to this. This, sorry, there is something to the Smodic story. Everyone in the comments on various posts blaming the player. It'll all come out when Kenny's gone. Yeah. JC, the New Zealand game could possibly be the lowest attendance in history. Well, we've seen some pretty low ones, Martin. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I think the James McLean factor will maybe trickle it over uh, some of the lower attendances, but. Um, well, what's the what's the grimmest one you remember? I've seen some pretty low ones in my time. Gee, I I, I honestly can't. Probably in a haze of booze because <laughs> I've gone over there and it's been that depressing, and yeah. I've, I've still gone. I, I've like thought, well, I'll try and flush this out of my uh, mindset, really. So yeah, I mean, look, they, you know, we know it last the last game as well. We know, you know, it's half empty. It was at the end, wasn't it? Um, but they or half full. Yeah, no. well, exactly. That's, look, Mister, I'm Mister Positive. Thanks. Um, glass <laughs> half full. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got to. Um, you know, you can't give them away. I was like David said, hey, I've got loads of tickets for that. So. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it won't be. Yeah, but the, the FAI Delaney. will probably. Martin Delaney, the shop is closed. Yeah, the FAI will still claim it's a sellout. Yeah. <laughs> Hoover McLaughlin. Do we know who's on the standby list? It's never published. No, rarely is. Sometimes it slips into press conferences, doesn't it? I think at one stage wasn't like Rory Gaffney. Kramer and Jack Jack Byrne on on the standby list on the on the back of Shamrock Rovers doing well, so it's always a bit of a mix and match. And then there's actually been standby lists who've been mentioned, and then a player who wasn't mentioned on the standby list bypasses all those players. So it's always a a weird one. But um, look, it's it's never really uh, published at all, is it? It doesn't really, um, I suppose, come into print. Dave McGuinness again. A lot of interaction from David. Thank you very much. Kenny's loyalty to players is a joke. It actually hurts us so much as his pathetic tactical decisions. It forces better players out. I think there's been over-loyalty in the last few regimes and I don't think Kenny's been the worst, to be fair. Like Mick McCarthy had his favourites. Trapatoni had his favourites. Martin O'Neill certainly had his favourites as well. I think Trapatoni was one of the worst for it. Colin McSuvney, uh, um, he never looked at McNamara at Millwall as a right-back option, which I always found strange. Yeah, look, he's been in and out of the Millwall squad. Um, very, very good player. Similar kind of player to, to Seamus Coleman. Loves to get forward, you know, certainly very creative in terms of a fullback. I think Vesti, quite raw, you know, probably lacks a bit of end product, but he is playing top-flight football in Italy, so I think he does just bypass uh, McNamara there. Again, mark my words, Sam Curtis. Sam Curtis will be a senior international player sooner rather than later. Dave McGuinness again, it's too much with McLean. It's a joke. Yeah, completely agree. Adrian Rochford, should we be trying to lock in 17-year-olds who qualify for us? Scotland and Wales have increased their interest in this over the last few years because still get Joby Bellingham and Dan Gore. So, of course, Joby Bellingham of Sunderland, Dan Gore of Manchester United. I think, Martin, like, I don't want to dwell on it too long, but don't the Welsh target lads when they're kind of 13, 14? Like, like they go way younger than 17. They, yeah, they do. Yeah, every association is at this, and I and I go back to the Declan Rice situation and Kevin Coban probably with a bit of insight with Lee's Carsley at the time did say that you know Gareth Southgate was quite happy for Ireland to bring in young players into their squads and things like that because he said if they mm. do anything we'll just come in and offer them something different and that's what they can do and that, that's where these rules are open to abuse basically. I'm working on Dan Gore myself. Just I'll give you a little snippet of information there. I have got a little insight into Man United. He was actually the lad who, uh, when Bobby Charlton passed away recently and they done a tribute and the, the lone piper walked out, I think it was. Um, Dan Gore was the youth team captain who walked out with Ten Hag mm. um, and uh, Alex Stepney that day. So, um, 
yeah, I've, I've, I'm getting a, I'm getting a message across if I can to Dan Gore that he needs to declare for Ireland because, yeah, obviously that was a big occasion for him, very grounded and done a fantastic job. Absolutely, you know, and I, I think he didn't he switch his surname. I think he had an Irish surname and and switch it. So, um, you know, oh, de- definitely didn't know that. Def- yeah, definitely <laughs> a lot of speculation there. Declan Finnegan, uh, James McLean's appearance might add a few to the attendance, of course, as in relation to the New Zealand game. And a few comments here from David McGuinness, who's been very active on the the page and I thank you, David. We aren't chasing, chasing what's got the path sorted and his allegiances with FIFA. It's Kenny, uh it's a Kenny issue. That's in relation to Sammy Smoddox. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. We we were never chasing Sammy Smoddox. He was the one who actually um made himself available. He came onto the radar. Um, he was the one who went through all the processes of getting his passport changed, and that did come I mean, through. And he was he wasn't selected. Yeah, I mean, look at look. At, David might know more than obviously he's been brilliantly insightful this evening. But you know, the, what I what I kind of heard was that you know he got called up late, as we know. He's probably seeking Very assurance. Late. Are you are you going to cap me? Are you going to play me in this in these games before I bother traveling over to Gibraltar yeah. uh, to Portugal with you? And if he's not told what he wants to hear now. You could say, well, that's wrong from a player to say that and demand that. But he was a late call up. Why are you calling mm. me up? And if you don't need me, what's the point of calling me he up? Did, he, he, he did that. Back? He did that with Robbie Brady. You know, I think the the home oh, French that, game. Yeah. He he called yeah. him up the night before and he didn't put him in he the match away. squad. Yeah, he you know, was it's, away it's, with um, his family and stuff. Yeah, it's atrocious. It is. Like, like, I know that's a footballer's lot, yeah. and you know, it is. It is, and they're and they're and and they're treated well, and it's it's not really out of their own pocket. And even if it is, it's no skin off their nose. But it's it's still their time. International breaks. Stephen Ireland. I mean, I know I know he's, you know, probably missed it for the wrong reasons. But like he would always say that he would spend that time to recover and spend time with his kids. You know, so just bear that in mind. Who, by the way, are going to play for England? As Dave McInnes again, if we. Or sorry, superb, superb coverage as always, fellas. Thank you, Dave. Much appreciated. If we score and Kenny charges down the line doing his uh, bottle fairy dance celebrations, I'm walking out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And Dave McGuinness, the Lincoln link is baloney. It'll be done firmly in take two if he gets it. Marco Hineja or uh, Hikeja. Sorry, Mark. Jesus, I'm not good with the Irish surnames. Uh, sooner this group is over and get in a new manager and David with a very long comment. I don't know if it'll all read out because it's um, we can only read out a certain amount of lines. Kenny does think he's he's a shot at this. Um, that's the reality. Not massively liked in certain League of Ireland circles, which I would agree with, by the way. Um, it, it is the reality of it. He was unpopular in, in a lot of circles. I know the likes of Stuart Byrne, who's a real League of Ireland man, wouldn't be a fan of him at all. I don't see him getting a job. He's damaged himself. The stats are awful. He's too low profile um, to work outside of Ireland. And with Ireland is shocking. Before Ireland, he wasn't linked with anything. So why would he be linked with anything now? After recording such a low win rate percentage, no one outside of Ireland knows who he is. Ronan Tilly. Farrows would see it as a step uh, step down from Kenny. Sorry, from Kerr to Kenny. So yeah, absolutely. I would possibly agree with that Dave McGuinness all these nations you're mentioning have brilliant new setups and great up-and-coming coaches don't see them taking a chance on a failed Irish manager yeah I'd agree with that again Luxembourg have more coaches than or no sorry it was Azerbaijan have more youth coaches than us don't they Cormac Murray surely Kenny walks into any League of Ireland job will Holland inflict serious pain on Saturday you never know it is a poor Holland team Martin so just keep that in mind Dave McGuinness I still have Chuck Byrne as an impact sub uh, when we need to pass, when we need to pass, to open up a defence. 
Jesus, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, Mark Sykes is in the squad, Shane McGrath's in the squad. I mean, we're tight on creativity in the current squad, but I don't, yeah, don't, think, Jack yeah, Burns, I'm, I'm, don't think Jack Burns the answer, but you know, there's a lot of lads who aren't the answer either, and they are in the squad. So maybe we haven't had to play, we haven't taken. had to have that player in our squad, though. He's not even looked at that. I mean, that that's the that's the sad fact of the Kenny era. We've 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 not we've not needed we've not been good enough to even need that player of, of teams haven't had to be you know locked down deep against us um so with the low block uh, martin yeah that uh, sorry yeah sorry to for the for the tacticians among, among us um but um yeah that that's one of the, the the sad facts of this and that will be something that the new manager has to work out because hopefully when we do rise up the ranks again we'll play some of those teams and we'll have to beat that low block nick <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus um yeah some block seems like some block <laughs> tony dcfc i'd imagine that's tony Derry city fc send him back to lincoln now won't be missed fuck terry over when we took the the, the, the sent back was it no they, they still use pound they still use punts up there rob <laughs> jesus rob Aladdin, who do you want as a new manager lads quick one martin one one name Mick 3.0 because I'm not, I can't be I can't bring myself to go into it. Uh, I I really don't know. I, I'm so I I don't know. I really don't know. I, like I kind of want it to be over so that yeah we will hear um so that we'll get a lot of exciting speculation well, who's going to be interested in well, this job because then I then I think I can make a choice. We want to know who's available. Like I want the for example to rule himself out and say no and then we know and yeah. there's no point talking about him as a even speculate. It won't be a swift appointment. It'll be months. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. It could be it could be the end of the domestic season in England. It could be yeah, we can go Not the, the Irish not yeah. the Irish domestic season because we don't <laughs> want to offend anyone. But it could be the end of the domestic season in England before we know. Um, because, I mean, look, the, the, the life of, an, of a club manager. Um, and, and we talk about England a lot, but I suppose they're players who are, they're managers who are familiar with our players. I mean, I, I can't give a name. I, I think Lee Carsley's the standout one. But at the same time, I look at aspects of Carsley and I don't know if it's actually going to fit what we need or what we have. You know, I, I, I think we need... I think we need an experienced manager who can maximize a limited pool of players and, and who can maximize um, individual talents within a squad. And I don't think Stephen Kenny is remotely capable of doing that. Um, you know, so we need to go for someone experienced and someone with international. We need caliber, really, really good coaches. That, that, that's what it's yeah. about. We need we a do. man manager who's really good with the press, who can bring in advertising revenue for the FAI. Yeah sell tickets because he's going to be controversial at times as well. We can, I don't care if he's a pundit on TV as well. He can, yeah. can do all that, but, um, but we need excellent coaches. That, that's the fact of it. If you work with these lads who are there and we have better coaches as mm. they proven when we had Anthony Barry in there, we got decent yeah. results when you have really, really good coaches. And I'm not knocking John O'Shea with that uh, because I think he's kind of above reproach under this era. He's coming too late to it. And I think he is, he needs to go and get more experience, of course. Well, he's going to be doing that with Birmingham as well. Yeah. But I think we we need really, really top coaches in there, um, I, and, yeah. and and a really good man manager. I I think like for me, it's someone with international experience, someone that will play informed players, who will select all of our um, you know, who will select our best available squad, who won't rely on favoritism, who won't rely on over loyalty, and someone that that will you know play a, a nice brand of football a functional brand of football um and 
facilitate us playing beyond our means. You know, not just unless Lee Carsley is available and, when he, when, yeah. and he goes in a few weeks, or right? if he goes in a, in a couple of weeks, right? And Lee yeah. Carsley just comes out and they and it's all been done. I've got no problem with that. Yeah. But otherwise, it's going to drag on and drag on. And I, I think they will not wait. They, they'll have to wait a long time to get it sorted to get the right person in. And they'll there'll be all lots of speculation. Jonathan Hill will mm-hmm. talk about, oh, we want to get the right person, the right candidate. It, it's it's such a mess with it, really. I mean, look, I think with the speculation that um, Chris Uton's been sacked as the Ghana manager tonight, that's not something I would like to see, be reactive and go, oh, we've got to get him now because he's available. That, that's no, I, who's in contention is for me. Yeah, no, I think with an older person, but that's that's another functional manager, and that's another. I, I think that's going to be a similar situation to someone like uh, Martin O'Neill. If you have Chris Uton coming in with a very contemporary manager, yeah, possibly, but I, I, I really don't know. I, I just, as I said, I want someone who has international experience, and I want someone who will pick the informed players and will pick players in their position that will pick a balanced team. Next comment there, really need to get through the comments because quite a few to go through. So Martin Shields, in Father's Head, they had an over-75s game, I remember. Well, um, surely someone on that team is available for the game against the Netherlands. don't think half of them are in existence anymore. Nathan Fitzpatrick, why didn't they ask about McAteer? I think it's a paperwork issue. And Nathan, I, I think it's going to be a bit of a lengthy process for him to get involved. While Bill Mick is in town, which is interesting. I think he does come back here quite a bit, though. Ronan Tilly. Kenny will have a trolley operative in the Kulak Tesco. Jesus. <laughs> Herbert McLaughlin. Uh, Max O'Leary must feel very hard done by, but always turns up. Completely agree. Having a very good season for Bristol City and playing more than some of our goalkeepers. Cormac Murray, you did Kenny rub uh, a few people up the wrong way in the League of Ireland, seen as arrogant. Yes, he did. Certainly shells in the early the early noughties. There would have been a lot of conflict there. Um, yeah, he, he is unpopular in, in certain circles. Um, more so... Um, from being an opposition coach rather than from being well now some clubs he has you know tarnished his name a little bit but for the most part it was um, as a result of being an opposition manager more than anything Dave McGuinness Chris Hutton with O'Shea and Stephen Reid is his number two is not the worst shout again yet having good coaches alongside him Kevin McGuinness Kenny said today he had cap players which had got moves to better clubs uh, was that why he was brought in? What will he come up with next? Yeah, I think that does a massive um, disservice to the likes of, you know, St. Kevin's, the likes of Joseph's Bell. There are these fantastic academy teams who developed those players. Stephen Kenny didn't develop them. Stephen Kenny might have capped them, but they were going to be capped eventually. So I don't think Stephen Kenny can take credit for uh, moves that these lads are going. Yes, being an international player ups your value. Yes, it does. Uh, um, it does. Um, open up opportunities for you, but I think it's wrong for Stephen Kenny to take credit for that. Cormac Murray, Rafa Benitez as manager for him. Is there any realistic chance of pursuing Graham Potter? Rafa, not the worst option. Again, Graham Potter, looks like he's going to get the, the Sweden job, doesn't it? But what would you think of Potter? Quick brief word on that, Martin, just before we finish up. I think anyone who, who you got to be very careful with what we wish for, if anyone coming in, like when we had Martin O'Neill, and he's still on the radar of clubs and he does well with Ireland, then they come calling and stuff. I think we need someone who's going to be very committed to the kind of project, basically yeah. the two years with us, two campaigns with us. Potter, if he came in, I think we'll, we'll have a massive uplift from whoever replaces Stephen Kenny. We'll get some good performances out of the team because it, it, they should be doing better. Um, and 
But I think then with that, you're going to have a lot of speculation. You're going to bring attention to the manager and mm. he might be wanted by other teams then because yeah. football's just so unpredictable. You just don't know what's going to happen. My, my my concern with Potter is he was very much a club manager. You know, he didn't just manage the team. He managed the club as a whole. He managed the philosophy of the club. You don't have that at international level. You have a couple of weeks um, You have a couple of weeks on end. That's possibly one of the reasons that Stephen Kenny failed. Um, you know, he transformed a club. He was able to manage a club, not just manage a team or manage players. He was able to manage the club from the top to the bottom. Say with Potter, he had he's a very philosophical manager, and I don't know if you've the same opportunity to do that short term with it with the international team. And at the end of the day, Martin Stephen Kenny talks about the future, but look, every window, the every campaign that goes by is an international tournament gone for fans, gone yeah. for players. Um you have to think short term sometimes as well. The long term is in the development side of things. And a lot of the development is actually done by players individually at their clubs. Yeah. David McGuinness, if Bradley goes, I can confirm that Stephen Kenny won't be within 100 miles of Tala. He is not wanted by anyone at the top of Rovers. That's a fact. Um, they wouldn't want him um, <laughs> into direct parking. Never mind manage a team. Yeah, I can see that in many ways hubert mclaughlin you're describing mick mccarthy in who we need lads no objection from me on that one yeah i mean look it's it's a possibility he's, he's free he's, he's available it's very much yeah. it's very much a possibility you've got to remember that the whole changeover was you know it was a bit messy wasn't it um yeah. honoring deals and stuff from from previous CEOs and things like that. Yeah. There was contractual stuff with that, as we know, with Robbie. A, cont um, a contemporary of yours, Martin. A contemporary of yours, maybe. <laughs> contemporary. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no so it, it's not beyond the realms. And and even just to... You know what? It's not the worst shout in the world. Do you know why? Because we'll go a Nations League campaign. And then you can just say, right, we'll do it all again. It, it could just be, let's just see Lee Carsley available well, then. Well, that's in. the thing. You just don't know. It depends on the brief, you know, it depends on the brief. I think the brief for Mick McCarthy last time was just put out an experienced functional team, you know, get us to the playoffs and mm. take it from there. And that's what he did, where the brief could be, look, integrate these young lads. We want to play a bit more of an expansive style of football. Mick can, Mick is a man manager. You know, I think Mick will get more out of this team than Stephen Kenny did, um, even if the football didn't look as nice. David McGuinness, again, if not Chris Uton, bring back Mick. Martin Shields, any mention of Neil Lennon to come into the set? Not sure as manager, maybe assistant. Oh, Jesus. And to finish off, I think, with an appropriate... I can't finish off with the Neil Lennon one because I don't want to give everyone nightmares. Uh, but to finish off with Cormac Murray, and thank you very much. We're going to pat ourselves on the back. Fair play, lads. Great coverage. <laughs> thank you very much, Cormac. So we are going to leave it there. Thank you again for all your comments. I do have an announcement. Martin. Can I have my announcement, Nick, before Absol we go? Absolutely. Is this, is this to do with touting? Or, sorry. It's no not comments. to do with no touting, comments. no. Nick the Greek. Nick the Greek, no. Um, no, I, I do want to let everyone know, if uh, anyone in the London area, December the 14th, we've got Liam Brady coming to the Clattering in Hendon. Um, we'll be putting up the posts and stuff like that, but we're doing it for charity. It's Liam Brady's coming over, so... Well, coming, he lives in London anyway, but uh, he's coming to our, our supporters club event, our Christmas party, but it's just open door policy. Uh, we're going to be selling copies of his book and we'll be sending the Irish jacket edition, which is very special. I've had to really persuade him to do that. I've read the book. Fantastic read, to be fair. Um, but we're going to be doing a QA and a with him and Liam Brady. We've had him as a guest several times. Fantastic. You will have seen all his um, he's done. He's been on the book promotional tour, obviously, but we'll be asking a, and the questions that the fans want to hear the answers to. And 
I would obviously recommend getting the book. But yeah, Claddering on the 14th of December. Um, that's Northwest London. So if you are over doing a bit of Christmas shopping or any, anything or visiting any relatives, Nick, I know you sometimes pop over to London. But yeah, mm-hmm. more than welcome to come up to the Claddering Thursday night. And we'll have good crack, music, entertainment. We've got a fantastic raffle as well. But Liam Brady's going to be there. So that's something that we wanted to let everyone know about. Yeah, so if you're in London, do get along to that. If you need tickets, Martin will sort you out. So we are we are going to leave it there. As always, be sure to subscribe to our different socials. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. For all the older folk, we're on Facebook. And of course, we are on YouTube, which is Dave's Baby. Do give us a subscription there. We are trying to build that. Again, we wouldn't describe ourselves as YouTubers, but it certainly does help. Uh, the podcast and as always wherever you're listening to the podcast whether that be on our website whether that be on spotify apple or wherever else um illegal streams hopefully not do give us give us a subscribe we make absolutely no money from this although dave might claim we do um <laughs> it does help us big time and as we always say we're always trying to grow the podcast and we can only do that with the support of the fans who we do this for so until next time we will be back uh, fairly soon with plenty of international window build-up and again apologies we haven't been on in the last little while unfortunately we have all been unwell but until next time all the best and take care oh, yeah.